0: This is Equip and Empower, the Christine Kane podcast. For everyone who desires to bring hope, create change, and live out their God given destiny with passion and joy. Here's your host, Christine Kane. Welcome back to our Hello Summer series here on the podcast. I'm Chris, and we are on a great journey of trading up for God's best. If you're just joining us, be sure to get your free Hello Summer Reflection Guide at ChristineKane.com forward slash podcast. Now, do you long to feel more confident, to have more courage to take risks and pursue your God-given purpose with passion? One of the biggest traps that holds us back from doing just that is comparison. We live in a culture that fuels comparison and steals our confidence, but today we are going to discover some foundational truths that we can build on so that we can embrace the place God has for us and walk into our lives with confidence. I cannot wait for you to hear today's episode. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. I am so excited that you've joined us today. I'm so grateful that you've tuned in. I know that God has a word for you. We are talking about what it is to embrace our place. Do you know that God has a place for every single one of us without exception? You're not just kind of taking up space on this earth. There is a unique and distinct place for you. Now, I'm really quirky. In my home, everything is in order. There is no doubt about that. Um, If you come into my closet, all of my closet, all my clothes are from light to dark, long sleeve to short sleeve. They're all folded. I'm just one of those. I think I'm mildly OCD. My husband would probably, argue with the mildly part of that but I really am but my kids know and how we have a happy cane household is we have a mantra and I say there's a place for everything and everything goes in its place and so we find that um, there's a lot of harmony in the home when we all agree with that but I have a husband who actually has a bit of a different philosophy Nick yeah. believes that any one thing can have the possibility of many different places. And why would you just try to stifle a thing by putting it in one place, which is fine, except for those mornings that we have very intense fellowship because Nick has forgotten which one of the many possible places his car keys could be in. And we always get back to this, if you just hung them on the hook in their place, we wouldn't be having all of this freak out. But you know, 21 years later, evidently I've decided that I'm not going to be the one to change it. And so, you know, there is a lot to be said about things being in their place. And I've got to say for a chick, there is nothing more awesome than when you go to the Word of God and you find that God actually agrees with you. Because then what you do is you just leave the Bible open right there on the table so that your husband can accidentally just come across this passage and you've highlighted it in many different colours. You've actually put it in there in many different versions everywhere that he is going to be near his hunting magazines. I've highlighted it and it's just like, just accidentally on purpose, I do want him to get the word of the Lord. So we are going to see today from Scripture that God Himself, actually agrees that everything's in its place and there's a place for everything. Why don't you turn with me to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 to 27. The Bible says, For just as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptised into one body, Jews or Greeks, I love it every time Greeks is in the Bible, you know, because I'm Greek and I just kind of feel that the Lord's writing to me. Slaves or free and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I don't belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as He chose. I want you to hear this in the NIV 1984 version. It says, but in fact, God has placed, there's that word, God has placed the parts of the body every one of them, just as He wanted them to be. Can you believe that? God actually places the members in the body. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. That's crucial right there. And those parts of the body that we think less honourable, we bestow the greater honour and our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honour to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffer, all suffer together. If one member is honoured, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. What a passage of Scripture. In a world that is full of division, in a world that is full of disunity, in a world that is full of dog-eat-dog comparison and competition, God is saying, hey, can I just remind you all of something here? That you are all just one body and many parts that every single one of you is indispensable to the purpose of God and that God has placed every member in His body. You on the other side of the screen, you are an integral part of the body of Christ. God has placed you, God has called you, God has positioned you. He has got a specific plan, purpose and destiny for you. There are no insignificant parts of the body, absolutely none. And the fact is we have to understand and And this is what the Scripture says. Those parts that you can't see, in fact, are are more important than the parts that you can see. We live in a celebrity culture where everyone wants the spotlight on their this is the kind of world where, man, we've all got our own platform. We've all got our own media platform. We've got our Facebook. We've got our Instagram. We've got our Pinterest. We've got our Twitter. We've got our Snapchat. We've got, you know, you name it, 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 it is out there in some form of app. And we love to broadcast. We, we love hashtag selfie. It's the most used hashtag in the world. It's like, it's all out there. We want the light on us. And so in our world, what we have confused is prominent with important. So we tend to think that you are significant and you are important if the spotlight's on you. I mean, you know, when I'm at the supermarket and there are all of those magazines, it's all of the famous celebrities. And, st- and so we think if you're not a celebrity, you don't matter. We think that our opinion is unimportant. Our contribution is unimportant. Our life is unimportant. We can begin to think, that only seen is important. I think it's one of the greatest lies to our generation. We think because of social media in particular, I mean, we actually believe that if it's not on Instagram, it doesn't exist. And so, or it didn't happen if it's not on Instagram. But the fact is that just because you're not seen does not mean you're not important. Just because you're not seen by man does not mean you're not important to God because God is all-knowing, God is all-seeing and it all matters to God. And sometimes we can devalue our contribution because God has us serving in an area that maybe is, you know, in the back of nowhere, running a youth ministry or perhaps in our workplace where it feels like nobody knows that we're being the faithful one. We're being the one that's being full of integrity and character and we're bringing light and life and support to people. But you know what, just because the spotlight light isn't on it doesn't mean that God's light is not on it. And we need to make sure that we understand that it all matters to God. I think it grieves me a lot as I travel, as I I see that people think, well, you know, if nobody knows about me, it doesn't matter. If nobody knows that I've done it, it must not matter to God. And I am here on a bit of a quest to say your part does matter. And we absolutely do need you. And you saw the scripture, it said, if one part Um, is is hurt, then the whole body is hurting. Well, I never understood that to the degree, degree as when I understood it, when I had my ski accident in Colorado. It was that day when I did a double somersault, that was not intended, and I snapped my ACL, I tore my MCL and meniscus as I was trying to show off in pride. That's true, pride does come before a fall. I want you all to know that that is the case. It did happen. And the fact is that that little ligament, that ligament is smaller than this finger right here. That's what an ACL is. That caused me more pain than childbirth. <laughs> Snapping that ACL and the surgery that I had afterwards was more painful than giving birth to my children. That was because I had an epidural, but anyway. so. That, that. <laughs> but the fact is, can I just tell you that before my accident, I didn't even know I had an ACL. I would, if you had told me that in my knee was an ABC, XYZ, ACL, MC, I had no idea. But this small ligament tucked in behind my knee where you would never see it. Smaller than this little finger caused me such unbearable pain that I could not think. There is no way I could have written a message because I couldn't think two solid thoughts. It was so Painful, I could not walk, I could not stand up, it could not hold my weight. So all of the things that you see me doing visibly, I couldn't do it, I couldn't do it because of a small ligament tucked behind my knee that I did not even know was there. Do you know how many times you think it doesn't? Well, it doesn't matter if I turn up to church because no one's going to notice. Do you know what? It matters because if that ligament is not in place, bringing faith, speaking, it, it really does matter. We need everybody in the body of Christ to not devalue their contribution to the body of Christ because it all matters. Every sinew, every muscle, every tissue, every ligament is absolutely important. And we have a deformed body because lots of people have not embraced their place. And what we need is to embrace our place in the body. Our giving matters. Our serving matters. Our sowing matters. In every facet of life, our faith matters. Coming and caring for one another matters. I think the enemy has caused more division, more strife, making people feel like you don't really matter. You don't have a glamorous gift to bring. You're not the big preacher. You're not the big sermon. It really, And you know what I'm here to say? I'm here to beg you to say, embrace your place in the body because God has set every member in place as He sees fit. Have you ever been walking along and just stamped your toe on a chair? And I mean, you have hopped around like a maniac. I mean, you look like ridiculous. See, tell me that your toe doesn't matter until you bang it. Have you ever just done, I did the other day, just a little paper cut Mm -hmm. and that paper cut I had to put a band-aid. It was so painful. And you're thinking a paper cut. But that's how much God is saying we are all interdependent on one another. And when one part hurts, another part hurts as well. It actually destroys a lot. You know, just on Christmas Eve, just gone by, I had this little sty in my eye. I ended up in the emergency room, this tiny little sty. It blurred all of my vision. I couldn't look, it caused me so much discomfort. You don't actually realise how much something matters until you hurt that little thing that seems insignificant, that seems out of place, that seems like it really doesn't matter. And what we have is a whole lot of little paper cuts in the body. And God's saying, you know what? If one part hurts, the other part hurts. How about we begin to love and unify around each other and strengthen one another so that we can do what God has called us to do. I just think it is so important that we do not devalue ligaments. (coughs) We do not devalue sinews or muscles in the body and that we encourage every single person to embrace their place in the body. I wanna encourage you and I believe you've tuned tuned in today to embrace your place. The body says, verse 21 says, those parts of the body that seem weaker are indispensable. Do you know that you are indispensable and your contribution is indispensable? Your encouragement, actually does mean something. And so if you don't bring your encouragement, somebody is missing out. Some part of the body is hurting because you're not bringing your encouragement, your generosity means something. If you're not generous in heart, in attitude, in life, somebody is missing out. Somebody has a paper cup because you're not in place with your generosity, your hospitality means something. And if you withhold that hospitality, somebody has missed out. And we are not functioning with strength in the way that we should, because we devalue ourselves. We think it's not prominent, therefore it's not significant. And I wanna change that around. You know the job of any prominent ministry gift anyway, Ephesians chapter four. It says that if I'm functioning in that way, the job of a prophet, a pastor, apostle, a teacher, an evangelist is to train and equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. This program is called Equip and Empower for that whole reason. It's not that I come and do the work for you. It's that I equip and empower you to embrace your place and do what God has called you to do. I would want one part to encourage you to say, I am not just a spectator at a Christian event, but I'm a participator in the Christian journey. I'm gonna get out of the grandstands. I'm gonna get on the playing field. I'm gonna run my race. I'm gonna finish my course. I'm gonna embrace my place. We have too many displaced Christians. Too many displaced Christians and so the body cannot function the way God has called us to function until each and every one of us embrace our place. It is so important. Your love matters. Your love matters to someone. Your forgiveness matters to someone. If you are withholding forgiveness, do you know how much pain and suffering there is because we withhold loving and forgiving one another? And you think, well, does it really matter? Yes, it matters because we're part of an eternal body. We function in the same way our natural body does, but it's eternal, it's spiritual. And we want every part to be strong so that we can be a force of love and grace and mercy on the earth. We are the hands and feet of Jesus. But what is happening is we think that because it's not on social media, it's not on God's radar. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like, it doesn't matter what you say. Because you know, this person doesn't see it or that person, God sees it. God sees, it does matter. What we say does matter. How we act does matter. How we respond does matter. How we care for each other does matter. The disunity must grieve God. I don't know why we spend so much time arguing about stuff that God even doesn't care about. We care about it more than He does. Do we love Jesus? Yes. Do we believe that He is the way, the truth, the life, that no one comes to the Father but by Him? Yes. So then why don't we just embrace our place and get about the Father's business together? That's what we need to do. We need to get about the Father's business. You know, the, the good thing is that um, you have to understand that if you've displaced yourself, if something has happened and you're displaced, you can't easily be replaced. People go, God will just get anyone to do it. Well, God will have His way, but the specific thing you were called to do, the opportunity that you were going to have, there's not anybody else that can do that. That was the thing that was created for you. It doesn't mean God's not gonna fulfill His ultimate purpose. God will, and He will do it another way if He needs to, but your lane, your race, nobody, but you can run your lane and your race. And there's this a huge consequence to not embracing your place because what it means is the body is out of alignment. Now, when I snapped my ACL, I wish I brought it in for you to see, I had this massive leg brace. So I walked like this, literally. And that's all, I couldn't bend this thing. It was like this. And I, I could not, move, well, all my body was out of alignment because then all of this side, the left side of my body had to compensate for the right side of my body. So it bore the weight that this leg was not bearing anymore. It bore everything, which you know what then that started to do? That started to deform this part of my body because then my sciatic nerve and still to this day has been damaged because I was, I was just out of alignment. So I was walking for quite a long time with that leg brace and post-surgery. And so this part of my body compensated. Do you know? How much of the body of Christ is out of alignment? Because this part of the body is carrying the weight for this part of the every time you don't give, every time you don't serve, every time you're not generous or you don't give a word of encouragement or you don't forgive or you don't love or you don't act in mercy or grace or every time you decide that you're gonna disobey the Word of God and just gonna go off and do You know what? Someone else is compensating for that. And so if you could see in the spirit realm, instead of this awesome body of Christ that is arising to be salt and light and love and mercy and compassion on the earth, advancing the Kingdom of God, we're like this crippled body where one part is compensating for the other. And I believe that the Holy Spirit wants like a divine, He's He's like a divine chiropractor and He wants to readjust the body into place by us embracing our place, us getting over our petty arguments, our petty issues about things that don't even ultimately matter when it comes to the ter- In light of eternity, in light of the truth of God's Word, they're just personal preferences. If we could just get over ourselves enough Amen. to take our place in the body of Christ, we could move in and do what God has called us to do. It's time to get in place. I'm speaking to someone today. You have been out of place and somewhere you were displaced, maybe because of a hurt. And honestly, just be a Christian for 35 seconds and you will be hurt. I promise you. It's just the way it is. We live in a... People go like, I'm a Christian. I was hurt as if they're shocked. I'm like, and? And welcome to planet Earth, sweetheart. Of course, that is going to happen. Maybe an offence. You just have to make... A decision, I was texting a friend the other day and, and I, I wrote to her and I mean this, I have made this a mantra in my life. I said, you can say no, you can do whatever. I am unoffendable. And I've just made a decision because you can only be offended if you can. Yeah. So you'll know if you can be offended because you are. Yeah. So I've just made it, I'm unoffendable. So no matter what, I'm going to let it go off. Um, It doesn't mean I'm going to put myself in a situation where it's an abusive relationship or, but but I'm not going to live offended. You know what? Be quick to forgive. Be quick to forgive. Do not live, it's not worth it. It is not worth it. Maybe you are out of place because of a betrayal and people have betrayed you. This is where it comes back to, what do you believe about the Word? You see, Judas betrayed Jesus and Jesus still loved Judas. And so there comes to a place of there is nothing that we've gone through that Jesus himself has not gone through. And so what we need to do is take that pain and take that suffering to the foot of the cross. I'm not talking about denying it. I'm not talking about sweeping it under the carpet and pretending it didn't happen. But there is a whole lot of displaced Christians that will not take their offenses to God and get them dealt with. And what we need to do is we need to grow up. We need to not carry offence. We need to not carry hurt. I'm not talking about denying it, but I am talking about dealing with it. And the Bible tells us how to deal with it. And there are steps that we need to apply so that we can be free, so the body can continue to function and continue to move forward. Just like in a natural family, you've got to get over your stuff. You've got to get over yourself. If you're going to function, you're going to have to be quick to forgive. You're going to have to be quick to get over offences. And we're going to move forward. And ca- we are one big dysfunctional family. That's what we all are. So you've got to deal with it. You've got to deal with your failure. The sense of unworthiness, the shame, the guilt, the condemnation. I want to encourage you to get back in place because as you carry this insecurity, the fear, the shame, the guilt, you hide. And so you abdicate, abdicate your place and somebody else has got to step in and carry that load. And the devil's lying to you, telling you it doesn't matter. And I'm here today to tell you it does matter because God sets every member in And the devil will do everything he can to displace you through offence, through hurt, through betrayal, by heaping shame or guilt or condemnation upon you or just making you feel indifferent or apathetic so you don't do what God has called you to do. And I'm calling you back into place today Mm -hmm. because I believe that God wants you to embrace your place so that together as a body, we can do what God has called us to do. And so the Bible says, you know what? There's nothing ultimately that can separate us from the love of God. Some of you, you think you can't get back in place because you think you've messed up so bad. You think, Christine, I love what you're saying and I wish I had a second chance, but I have messed up so much that I've lost my place in the body. But I'm here to tell you today, according to Romans 8 verses 35 to 39, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? I love this question. He's asking, who Writes Paul, that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. There is nothing that you've done that is too big to separate you from the love of God. you do not have to abdicate your place if God set you in place, no demon in hell or no other person can displace you. take your place. Place. God has put you in place. The Bible says in 1 John 1 9 that if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You can go to the spiritual bank on that promise. When the devil comes and says you've blown it, you have no second chance, it's too late, you can just quote that scripture and say, No, God is faithful and I'm not faithful, but He said, If I forgive my sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So it is time to forgive yourself and it's time to forgive others. For some of you, it's you've been hanging on to that bitterness and unforgiveness for way too long. And it's gonna take you out of the race. If you don't get back in place through forgiveness, that's what's going to realign you and put you back in the race. For some of you, it's just time to move past your past. You got stuck in a moment of your past and I know what that's like. I was abused for 12 years. I was abandoned at birth. I could have allowed my history to define my destiny, but I made a decision that I was gonna make what Jesus did for me bigger than what they did to me. And so I am going to move past my past into the future that God has. For some of you, it's just time to deal with your fears, your doubts, your insecurities. It's time to call it what it is. And ask for the grace of God to come and bring healing and restoration because you're not in place out of your own insecurity. You're not in place out of your own fear and your own doubt. And it's time to embrace your place. It's time to deal with your apathy or indifference or laziness. Some of you, you've just abdicated your place because you're like, I don't really care. It's time to start caring. The hour is desperate. The world is desperate. We need you to embrace your place. It's time to start caring. It's time to step out of your comfort zone. It's time to step out of your security zone. It's time to get over those things that are keeping you out of place and embrace your place. The Scripture says that God sets every member in place just as He sees fit. Your place matters and we need you in place. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. So Father, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You that there are no disposable Christians. There is nobody that is insignificant. And Father, what man thinks is prominent is irrelevant to You. You have set every member in place for Your glory, for the sake of Your Kingdom and for the building up of Your body. So I pray in the Name of Jesus Christ, that displaced members will be set in place. Your body will be realigned and like a mighty force on the earth, we will move forward in unity and that Your Kingdom will come and Your will will be done here on earth as it is in Heaven, in Jesus Name. Amen, amen, amen. Thanks guys. Thanks for listening today. We hope today's message has encouraged and helped you. By the way, we'd love to see you positioned to experience all the great things God wants to do in your life. And we've got a special gift that'll help you do that. Just go to ChristineKane.com forward slash podcast devotional and download your free copy of Christine's 14-day devotional, Spiritual Growth Spurts.